everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. I'm so excited today. We have a very special interview. I am here talking to the uh, host, actress, voice actress, and Christmas movie fan. This is so exciting. We're talking <laughs> to Chris Carr today. Thank you so much, Chris, for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah. So what we like to do when we first start our interviews is we like to give you a chance to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you developed the career that you have. Okay. Well, I'm Chris Carr and I've been in LA for, gosh, about seven years. And basically I started out uh, doing community theater back in Texas and voiceover. I had no intention of being an actor. Uh, I even auditioned for colleges and I didn't get into enough. So I went, oh, I should never be an actor. If I can't get into, you know, 15 out of the colleges I want to get into, then I'm not going to be an actor. Um, mm -hmm. And I worked for a local paper in Houston. And when I got laid off, I happened to go to an audition that night for uh, the Alley Theater, which is one of our uh, nice theaters in Houston. And I had a little bit of liquid courage in me. <laughs> and I, I did my audition. And Ever since, uh, acting has been a much more lucrative field for me than anything else. Um, I fell into voiceover in a kind of similar way where I met Stephen Foster, who's an amazing ADR director. Mm -hmm. And he just said, hey, uh, I like you. You want to come in and audition for me? And then I did about 15 different anime with him. Uh, and so from there, it's just been trying to do more of what works and less of what doesn't. Uh, it's one of my, my favorite lessons I learned from my teacher, David H. Lawrence, the 16th. Uh, he was the puppet master on Heroes. He's amazing. Oh um, but he, he, he said that one day in a, in a voiceover class. And I was like, oh, that's so stupid and makes so much sense. That's the most <laughs> basic advice you could ever give anyone. Mm -hmm. uh, and so ever since I've been following that, and that's what led me to hosting for Nerdwire and doing podcasts and eventually working on the John Campia show. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I never thought that I would make a, a living out of my personality because as a girl from Texas, I'm a, I'm a little much, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm a lot to handle. So it's, it's really nice that I've, I've kind of made a career out of telling jokes and just giving my opinion. Yeah. And it's, it's so nice to connect to people like that. That's so cool. I really admire that. And you, I, animation is my first love, uh, more than Hallmark movies. <laughs> so I, 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 yeah, you've done so many anime characters over the years. And mm -hmm. I was just wondering, uh, did you, were you a fan of anime or did that kind of grow as you did the parts or, uh, how did, how did you end up in that world? I've always been a fan. I'm a yeah. huge Sailor Moon fan girl. Oh my gosh. Ah. Like Rachel, if you could see my office, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, it looks like I have a small Japanese child. I don't, it's just me. Um, there's just manga and Funkos and things everywhere. Yeah. Um, but I always loved that. And I really loved Cowboy Bebop and Stephen uh -huh. J. Bloom was just one of those voice actors that I really resonated with. And he got his start at uh, Funimation, which is based out of Dallas. Yeah. And so there was always kind of this in the back of my head thing of, I, I, you know, I live near that. I could maybe do that. But doing the anime stuff really made me have such a deeper appreciation, especially because English dubs kind of get, you know, they get looked down on sometimes and people mm -hmm. will roll their eyes and say, oh, no, I only like to listen yeah. to the dubs. Like it makes you cooler that you're yeah. better at. Um, but it's really hard. It is so hard to do ADR. And it makes me appreciate those anime so much more. And now I just, you know, 
I devour anime. I just watched Cannon Busters the other day, which is so good and everyone should check mm. out. Mm. Um, my friend Rachel always has anime uh, girl nights and so she'll introduce everyone to a new anime that she really, really likes. I've always been a huge fan, but mostly it was, it was the, the glorious voice of Stephen J. Bloom that really, really hit all of that home for me and made me want to watch more of it and be part of it. Well, I'm officially jealous of your life. I would do anything <laughs> to have anime girl nights with friends. <laughs> it's so fun. Girl, uh, you should come. Just go to Burbank. Uh, yeah, next time. I'll call, <laughs> call you. Because that sounds so fun. I'm always trying to push anime on my friends because I really, like, I really legitimately don't understand people that don't like it. Like, I it's kind of to me it's similar to people who don't like black and white movies that doesn't make any sense to me like i yeah. understand not liking particular movies or even particular franchises but it's just a medium to tell a story like, exactly I, it doesn't make any sense to me <laughs> it's something we talk about a lot on john campia's show is that the medium doesn't determine the quality of the art it's just a vessel for it yeah which is always so funny to me, though, just because John just anime does not do it for him. And, you know, I've pitched him a couple shows to watch. Viewers have pitched him shows to watch. It's just not his thing. Yeah. But I mean, that, that's also I'm not somebody who's ever really jived with the horror genre. And so I understand that everything come to, yeah. comes down to personal taste. But anime spans so many different genres. That's what I'm saying, because like horror is a particular that is a genre anime is just a medium for telling the story there's exactly. horror in anime there's comedy in anime there's there's every kind of genre exactly so, that's, and also i feel like the style can be quite different I mean, oh absolutely you know, you've got something like uh i don't know like something like um, a makoto shinkai movie versus a miyazaki movie versus like to me those versus like like these different styles mm -hmm. i think are quite different like one's way more watercolory one's way more it uses a lot more digital uh artistry and i don't know it just seems like they're they think that's all the big eyes and exactly. it's not <laughs> um but yeah, I, I, I'm a huge fan of your name. So I'm so excited. Oh, so good. The new movie, his new movie, Makoto Shinkai's new movie. Yeah. Oh, I so wish I could see it uh, because it's not going to be in, U in Utah probably for probably until next april mm -hmm. March. so I've, I've been trying to send out good vibes to g kids like i'll review your movie i promise right? I'll, I'll... <laughs> but i'm i'm because i i love your name i think that movie is it's my oh, favorite. it's so good it's so good mm -hmm. that's a really great gateway one too for people yeah if you have any kind of qualms about anime that's a great one to watch mm -hmm. Yeah. Or Erased. Erased is a great series to get people into, into anime. Yeah. I'm, I am not as up on the series cause just because I'm not, I'm more of a movie person than a TV person, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm working at it. There's so many. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Uh, it's nice, but I do love Sailor Moon. It yeah. was, it was really cool at, um, uh, at FanX here in, in Utah, like last week, uh, Linda Ballantyne was there. So I got to was the voice of Sailor Moon. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. <laughs> anyway, so I was I was very excited about that. And uh, yeah, it must I'm I think it's really cool cuz you just have done so many different things and not many people I feel like get to have such diversity 
in their career like you've had yeah uh, with hosting and like the voice acting that we've talked about and all the different things that you've done and that's got to be kind of overwhelming a little bit but also exciting <laughs> it is it's it's a lot of different hats to wear and yeah it's it definitely feels like you're spinning plates some week um just because you know I'll, I'll go host for two shows. I'll go do a live show and then I'll go do one of my Nerdwire things. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be off to do a commercial audition or a theatrical audition. Yeah. And then I've got to run back home to my sound booth and do a couple bank commercials that I've uh, booked or I've got to audition for a new video game. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's all the same kind of job, right? But it all takes different acting muscles, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like, and voiceover, I always think is honestly the most challenging one. And there, there's a reason why sometimes you just sound so different on voiceover because you don't mm -hmm. have the, the physical body to look at, right? That you kind of start filling in your own assumptions about how that mm -hmm. person now looks or whatever. If you saw me in the booth, you'd think I was just having a seizure. Uh, do, you, I, I, do you have a home booth or do you have I a do. Yeah, I oh, have that's a home cool. booth. I'm in it right now, actually. Um, oh. And my dogs are in it with me. They like to come in here. Because I know um, some people have the closet. They set up their closets. Yeah, that's, that's what we did. We, we took yeah. our, one of our walk-in closets and we just kind of took out all of the shelving and we installed all of the foam padding and I've got nice. extra boards everywhere. I've got weird little uh, lights that I have up. Um, so it's nice. It's cute. Yeah. It's, it's very inconvenient though because it's off my guest room. So, you know, <laughs> holidays when my parents stay with me, I'm like, all right, get out. Get out of here. Unless you want to hear me yell and be a cannibal for the next 15 <laughs> minutes. Like, you guys yeah. got to go. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's cool. When you're coming up with a voice, like, do you sort of have a process for, uh, do you listen to the original Japanese uh, for anime, the original Japanese voices first? Or how do you kind of get that voice? You do. You hear that because you also, you, with ADR, all the choices have been made for you already. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the animation's already there. Somebody's already done the voice before you. So there is a little bit of um, inflection and pacing that you have to take from that person. Um, as far as the actual tone goes, a lot of times I derive that from the physicality of the character. Um, I'm, in a, I'm in an anime called Horizon in the Middle of Nowhere. Mm -hmm. And I play Margot, who is a demon witch and German, which was a very upsetting day for me in the booth because I, you know, you just get in there and it's, oh, hey, you're going to play this character. Also, you're going to speak Japanese and German. And, uh, you know, I went to public school. I'm not great at that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, right. Uh, but it was, you know, this very busty, blonde Valkyrie. And I just decided it'd be really funny if she had the most high-pitched voice ever. And so all of her lines just slowly morphed in her being yeah. like, yep, okay, we're way up here. Where is this how she's going to talk the whole time? Oh and uh, other times it'll be, okay, that character looks like me and is very subdued. I'm going to use more of my lower register and sound more like myself as her. You kind of play around with yeah. it. And obviously your, your ADR director, your director is the final say on everything. And there were days where Stephen would go, yeah, we're not doing that voice. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm really bad at dialects. So every now and then uh, I've had people, like when I did uh, this video game out here, why don't, why don't you try doing uh, a high British dialect? And my husband's actually a, an English voice uh, dialect coach. So mm -hmm. I should be good at it, but right. I'm, I'm just the worst. And so I did that for about 10 minutes and they went, you know, Chris, we'll just, uh, we'll change that voice. She should be American. <laughs> 
uh, good try though. Good effort. It's like, oh man, I'm really bad at that. I guess I should really work on it. I guess you, just, you know, your spots, you know, yeah, your lane. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I, I know what the strengths are and I definitely know the weaknesses. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, so how did you get started in the, in Nerdwire on your right channel and, uh, doing that content? Oh man, I, my entire career basically has been accidental. Really mm -hmm. everything comes down to, I ran into somebody by circumstance. I happened to be nice to that person and then they offered me a job. Mm -hmm. So uh, everything in life is always talent meets opportunity, right? And this is why it's so important to just be kind to everyone because mm -hmm. one, you never know what anyone's going through and two, you never know who's going to be the next person to help you out. Right. And so, uh, my, my good friend, Scott O'Neill, who does a wonderful, wonderful video game stream, uh, Nook and Cranny, he happened to be an editor at the time for Obzev Entertainment. And he said, hey, you know, we've only got this one host right now, and they're looking for more people, and they really want people with comedy and writing backgrounds. And I'd been doing stand-up for a couple years at that time, and, and you know, just mostly doing voiceover and, and commercial gigs when I could. So he said, you should just come in and, and audition for it. And, oh, okay. And they had me write this little goofy piece on Attack on Titan. Uh, or no, I wrote it on One Punch Man. Mm. And I, I never thought it would see the light of day. So it is so, so cheeky and nonsensical. And then they decided to use the piece, which, oh God, what a terrible way to be introduced to the internet and to anime fans. Because um, it was, you, you know how the internet yeah. can be. Sometimes sure. they're just so delightful. So it was just, oh, this <laughs> is cringe she's giving me cringe cancer uh but despite those comments they hired me on the spot and mm -hmm. so um i fell into that and then started working you know very closely with whitney van lanningham who's my co-host mm -hmm. over there and we've really lucked out because one of the things that makes that channel work is that essentially we're just professional best friends mm -hmm. um we i mean we met gosh only about two years ago yeah and and I think one of the things that's been greatest over there is that in any of our videos or our lives that we get to do together, you, you get to feel like you're, you're part of our friend group and that you're just kicking it with us. And we're all, you know, at happy hour, having a good time talking about nerdy stuff. Um, but really it was just because of Scott saying, Hey, you should do this <laughs> and me listening to him, uh, that I even got hired in the first place. That's so cool. I relate to so many things about what you just said because all the co-hosts here at Hallmarkies, I, I think mm -hmm. people think that we have worked together for a lot longer than we have. We've known, especially my main co-host, Amber, yeah. uh, people think that we know each other for a, a long time, but really uh, it's only been a, you know, a couple of years, which I guess when you have that chemistry, mm -hmm. you just have that chemistry and it feels that way. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And I, so you guys cover uh, Avatar a lot on the yeah. last Bender, uh, Airbender uh, Avatar and um, Steven Universe a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, so are those, was that uh, audience driven or you personally dri driven? It was a little bit of both, honestly. Um, Avatar is something that I am a massive fan of. Yeah. So it, it was kind of a, a convenience thing with our producer, Brett, uh, who just said, well, you've seen a lot of Avatar. We'll have you be our point person on that. Mm -hmm. uh, because with, with the Netflix show uh, being made, the live action one, yeah. uh, that SEO really started tracking. And that's a lot of times how we do decide what our stories are going to be is, you know, mm -hmm. what are, what's everyone talking about on the internet? What's coming out? What new shows do we think people are going to be into? 
And so with Avatar, it was just, okay, talk, say everything you've ever thought about Avatar, basically. And it would be me and Brett just sitting in our writer's room going, okay, well, what if we do a piece on this? Okay, what if we do a piece on that? Uh, I'm still hoping, he went and got the, the Korra Pro Bending uh, tabletop game. Mm-hmm. And I, all I want to do is a video of us playing that because it <laughs> seems so fun. And the, the most fun we had, honestly, was when we did that really silly video on the Cora video game. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a blast doing that kind of stuff. And it allowed me to learn things about one of my favorite fandoms that I didn't know about before. I had no idea there was a video game. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't read a lot of the Cora comic books after the series had ended. So a lot of the things that we ended up doing were a mix of, yeah, people want more, but also I want to learn more as a fan. Mm -hmm. Uh, Steven Universe, my husband is actually a massive fan of. I didn't get into it until later. And so uh, I think Brett and Logan were actually talking one day about how much Logan loves Steven Universe. And and Brett was just like, yeah, well, Chris is going to learn to love it. She's going to watch it for the next three months. (laughs) And uh, and I did fall in love with it. And it's a Mm -hmm. wonderful show. The movie was so good. I'm, I'm so glad yeah. that the, the movie's allowing us to do new videos and explore the show all over again, which is so fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, that was one, though, that I had seen a couple episodes, and then the show gave me the opportunity to really fall in love with it, which mm-hmm. is nice, because sometimes you get an assignment that's amazing. Like, uh, for my birthday, we got Netflix screeners of Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. That was an amazing assignment. And uh, there are other times... I have seen it. I've just been oh, too busy. I know. Oh, gosh. Uh, you need to check it out. You will love it. You'll absolutely love it. Um, and then, you know, there are other times where there's shows that don't really jive with me. But then there's other shows like Devil Man Cry Baby that aren't really my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, you got you to gotta watch through... 18 episodes of that and go, okay, well, let's see if I can find something that, that I like. And, yeah. and that's, you know, that's always the challenge, isn't it? Is just bringing your opinion into something without really isolating anyone else who's a fan. And right. you guys have to do that all the time with going through these different movies is how yeah. can I talk about this and not completely yuck somebody's yum? Yeah, it's, it is true. It can be challenged. Uh, last year for the, the Hallmark shows, I was not a fan of the season of Chesapeake Shores. I really, really just liked the choices they made, but I had to, it's, I had to, you have to figure out that line between being honest and authentic exactly, and not being mean or, uh, or, you know, or just keeping that tone like silly enough that it's yeah. that that it's enjoyable to listen to, and I feel like we succeeded. Uh, mm-hmm. in my, and I haven't had to cover it this year, thank goodness. <laughs> uh, some of the other co-hosts were able to were willing to cover it, but uh, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely uh, it, it is an interesting thing as a content creator. You have to cover stuff that you don't necessarily even like that much because it's in your brand but you have to yeah you have to find that line because nobody likes a phony exactly and and you can totally tell if somebody's being inauthentic Mm -hmm. uh and but you know nobody people are turning into your brand for reason so it's a it's an interesting dynamic that you have to absolutely and there's that pressure too of well how do i make this clickable and -hmm. a lot of time the pressure is then to to do a takedown or make it so why this is the worst thing ever Mm -hmm. and you know usually uh, as a human being you don't feel 
that strongly about a movie of this yeah. movie ruined my life. Eh, it probably didn't. It probably didn't. <laughs> but man, is that a clickable title? Yeah. I that's why I, I, I do think that the the rant is a valid response. Mm-hmm. It is valid, but you have to use it very, very, very selectively. Absolutely. I, <laughs> I, this is random, but I actually the I haven't done one on my channel. Well, I actually really disliked the the droid l3 in the solo movie uh-huh. I, I thought she was the worst character and so i did a i did a video it's probably my most clickbaity video over on my other channel uh and why i think l3 was the worst character in the history of star wars but i i backed it up <laughs> and i and i don't do videos like that very often so like i, I feel like people know okay she really means it she really dislikes yeah <laughs> but uh yeah uh, and i i, I kind of joke on the homeworkers podcast that a movie uh, i'll say this movie took me to a dark place <laughs> <laughs> it was not my favorite i like uh, that that's i'm gonna yeah. steal that yeah please do <laughs> i usually say that things make me feel bad in my tummy yeah it's just that mm, this movie gave me indigestion yeah we do a dark place um but but yeah speaking of, of, of movies so the reason why i invited you on is so i was watching your coverage on john campia show which mm-hmm. i personally you should tell him love the fact that he has such strong female voices on his channel that's oh, awesome thank you gosh yeah erin yeah, cummings Aaron. is the coolest yeah. She That's, is so awesome. I just, oh, I've got such a girl yeah. crush on her. She's oh, yeah. incredible. Really good. Really good. Uh, and, uh, and, and they're not just, oh, you're not just hosts. Like you're really sharing your opinion. Like, yeah. And I think it's great. Uh, but, uh, yeah. but him and uh, Robert were not high on the last Christmas trailer. No. And, and you were like, oh, I think it looks fun. <laughs> I like Hallmark Christmas movies and I uh, and cheesy Christmas movies. And I was like, oh my gosh, we have to have her on the podcast. This is so <laughs> exciting. I'm so pumped about it. Yeah, I yeah. love Christmas movies and we have to, I'm, I'm trying to get better. Um, luckily, because of Nerdwire, I get to start watching Christmas movies, usually yeah. in September, right. uh, just so we have our coverage out of the way. And each time it's like, oh no, I'm so upset I have to do this. Makes cocoa. Gosh, it's too early. Hangs up tree. Um, and so I, I'm trying to like ease into my joy of Christmas because if it was up to me, my tree would be up already and I would have, you know, my miniature skating rinks out and everything. I've got the whole Dickens Village set. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. bananas in this house. So Anytime yeah. I have the opportunity to watch Christmas movies, I am in and talking mm-hmm. about them. Heck yeah. 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 <laughs> well, and we are getting started very early this year with Hallmark because, and Lifetime, both of them have their Christmas movies starting, starting before Halloween, mm-hmm. their official Christmases, Christmas movies. So uh, we're, we're very excited about it. Uh, we have a just between Hallmark and Lifetime new Christmas movies, not even the rebroadcast. Uh, there are going to be uh, 68 new movies just in those two channels alone, which yes. is, it's pretty great. <laughs> and, That's amazing. Yeah. And the thing about when you watch all when you watch all of them i guess i'm just kind of a completionist but people are people always think oh isn't that just boring watch and i'm like i don't know i love it because 
you you start to realize okay what what is going right here what's going wrong here when you see it's kind of like one year on my blog i did uh scrooge month and i watched 35 different versions of christmas carol mm -hmm. and you start to sort of see when you, it's kind of like if you gave 35 people a writing prompt it's the same writing prompt but you but you read all of them and they're all very very different and to exactly. me that's that's really interesting i like that I agree. I love seeing how people follow the formula mm -hmm. because just yes. because you have all the same ingredients doesn't mean that's going to be the same recipe. Mm -hmm. It's going to come out very different. You know, mm -hmm. one of my favorite interpretations of a Christmas carol, which is done so many times. I'm, yeah. I'm a big Muppet Christmas carol girl. Mm -hmm. I love that version. I think it's that's so great. Good. But then you go and watch something like Scrooge, which is completely different mm -hmm. and still following those same formulaic moments, mm -hmm. but it delivers a completely different product. Yeah. It's so fun to compare and contrast them. Yeah, it really is. And we have so much fun on the podcast. And, and uh, I must say, I was a little bit disappointed by the second trailer to Last mm -hmm. Christmas that they put out. The first one I was super hyped about. I thought it looked really funny. Yeah. And then the second one looked not as funny. So I was a little bit, and it's all about her. It, she's lost her voice and she's not singing anymore. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Less with you on excited. that. Uh, no, I just want this kind of, I wanted her to just kind of be a trash person, yeah. you know? I'm, and, and I think that's okay. Yeah. I think that's and fine. I, I really wanted him to be like, an, and he might still be an angel. It was looking like, oh, he's going to be an angel because uh -huh. he was oh, almost always wearing the same outfit and like, oh, that would be so bonkers and so fun <laughs> if he was like some, some angel come down to like, <laughs> to help the crabby Christmas store lady. Yeah. So if it's about her getting her voice to be the great singer, that's less interesting to me. I'm with you. <laughs> I just wanted it to be kind of a curmudgeon -y girl because I, I really get sick of the manic pixie dream girl trope Yeah. Of, of like, oh, she used to be so wonderful, but then everything changed when this happened mm -hmm. and now she's just lost her spark. But can this man help her get it back? I bet we'll find out in the third act. Like, right. And but that, it's usually the revert. It's usually though, it's the, it's the girl who is like quirky and unique exactly. and she's going to, she's going to get their curmudgeonly guy to yeah. like see the world as a great place and, and it's just exactly <sighs> she wears tights and butterfly clips he wears suits yeah. and ties will these two wacky kids ever figure it out <laughs> yeah, right. and occasionally like any formula and any trope it can be done well yeah but uh but usually it's really grown inducing to me uh, it's mm -hmm. just it's like we're not as ladies we're not here to 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 just boost the spirit of men like that's exactly. i don't know it's just lame yeah. i don't like it yeah i like when characters regardless of their sex have agency it's pretty yes. cool <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and you know hallmark movies it's interesting because they get a lot of flack for for uh being you know these squeaky clean uh movies but in certain ways i don't think that they get quite the credit that they deserve the fact that all of their movies are female centric Mm -hmm. uh, with uh with characters who for the most part are are the focus of the story and they make their you know they make their own choices and yeah sure they fall in love but there's nothing wrong with that yeah 
and you know yeah try to get people to fall in love with christmas like what's mm -hmm. wrong with that <laughs> and exactly. they're cheesy but uh they're 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 done in a way that is very uh sweet and uh and but i don't i i think the the characters can actually be more sort of i hate the ones that just give up everything for a guy i hate that yeah but for the most part i think the characters are actually more self-determined and more uh motivated than maybe giving credit for absolutely it's usually yeah. somebody who's on a mission to mm -hmm. to save something or, yes. or better a town or do something like that mm -hmm. and you know to the the, the cheesy note I mean, the world has taken such a turn. Yeah, it's so right. nice to watch things that that the crux of the movie is hope, yeah. you know. And I'm sure that right. sounds incredibly cheesy to people, but it's so refreshing when you watch something that's just about feeling hopeful and mm -hmm. having, you know, some kind of faith in anything, and yeah. just you know, believing your town can rally, believing that you can save your business, believing that you can restore mm -hmm. this like kids' Christmas. It's a really refreshing thing mm -hmm. to see especially in an age where we love the dark and gritty films. Mm -hmm. We love all the to too hard to watches, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's just, sometimes you need a palate cleanser. Sometimes yeah. I want a sorbet and that sorbet is a Hallmark movie. Mm -hmm. That's right. And, and also like love is part of life. You yeah. know, I mean, most people, if you sit down and say, tell me your story, they have the basic elements of a rom-com in their romance. They usually have a meet cute of some kind. They have conflict, you know, conflict that keeps them apart. They, then they reconcile, then they get married, you know, like they have yeah. all of those elements of a romantic comedy. And if you were to just see it, you'd be like, Oh, that's pretty cheesy. Yeah. Romance yeah. is cheesy. That's part of life. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, 100%. If I, if I took pen to paper and wrote down, you know, my story, yeah. it'd sound like a lifetime movie. Yeah. It'd be, you know, it'd be the well, best case scenario of stalking. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the lifetime movies that we call them the cautionary tales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine ended more Hallmark, but the lead up, I was like, this could take a turn. Yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of joke that there's, uh, there's in almost any Hallmark movie, there's a Hallmark or horror moment where the movie, could, <laughs> if you screenshot it, it would easily be a horror movie. Yes. Right there. The, oh, I love uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's uh, it's funny. Did you have like favorite uh, Christmas movies that you would watch every year for uh, uh, for growing up? The or even now that are traditions you got to watch these Christmas movies. Oh, absolutely. I cycle through everything. Mm -hmm. um, I growing up again, Muppet Christmas Carol was yeah. a huge one. My poor little brother was so scared of the ghost of Christmas yet to come. And as a mean big sister, I definitely made him watch that all the time. Because uh, that's what you got to do to your siblings, right? Terrify them. Uh, right. But that one was in the rotation. I loved Charlie Brown Christmas. I had, mm. we have a, a VHS of all of the, uh, that makes me sound so old. We have a VHS of all the taped <laughs> CBS specials. Uh -huh. um, and so it's got Garfield Christmas and uh, the Claymation Christmas, which is mm -hmm. so good and so underrated. I don't think enough people know the about Claymation it. Claymation Christmas, huh? Claymation Christmas. It's so wonderful. It's just a variety show, basically, with these two dinosaurs trying to uh, search for the meaning of Christmas while they're putting on a variety nice. act. It's so cute. I got to see um, that. I haven't seen, oh, I haven't seen that. That's saying a lot because I've seen everything. I feel like it's I've seen everything. It's so cute. It's just like a series of music videos with Claymation. It's perfect. That's um, so you can totally find it on YouTube. I'll send you a link. Yeah, um, do. 
It's so good. Um, I really, I've watched, now I watch all the Harry Potter movies because those just feel mm-hmm. like Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love to, my, my friend Holly Constant and I, we, we yell at each other constantly. Happy Christmas, Harry. Happy Christmas, Ron. Uh, just <laughs> Get a, a jumper. Yeah. <laughs> a jumper. Big old R on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a ginger again, so I need to get one of those sweaters now. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you yeah, know, one kind of, of a constant rotation of things. One of my favorite, because I love, I love all of those. But one of my favorite is, uh, is actually Christmas uh, it's on Sesame Street. Christmas <gasps> Eve on Sesame Street. Yes. It's so good. You have Bert and Ernie uh, doing the gift of the Magi, mm-hmm. like a little story. <laughs> so good and then they end it singing uh have yourself a merry little christmas my favorite christmas song oh so good it's so good and then big bird is all like, oscar convinces him that there's uh santa can't fit down the chimney so there's gonna be no <laughs> christmas it's very upsetting that's great oh. and uh yeah it's it's really that one's one of my favorites that's uh, cute did yeah. you watch the the muppet and fraggle one growing up too yeah that one's oh, good yeah that's a cute one that uh, i think that's a, a muppet family christmas i think is yeah what it's called. yeah because that one has not only it has the sesame street characters and mm-hmm. the muppets and muppet babies yeah and fraggle rock all together it's it's intense it's, it's amazing epic. <laughs> Really I'm a fan of it. I love that you bring up have yourself a little merry have yourself a merry Christmas, because um, I think people don't understand what a what a originally dark and haunting song that was. Yeah. From Meet Me in St. Louis, um, mm-hmm. uh, Family Stone does a great job of bringing that up and showing how like it's a song about bringing family together and and that's what you need through the holidays and reminding yeah. the, us of the core values of Christmas. Um, uh, that's yeah. that's a real good song. Have you ever seen uh, the like the old the old ones like uh, Have you ever seen Christmas in Connecticut? Yeah, isn't that one so good? That one's so good. I love <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life. Um, yeah. Oh gosh, Such yeah, Miracle good. on Thirty Fourth Street, mm-hmm. Holiday Affair is fun. Uh, mm-hmm. There's just a a bunch of I kind of feel like Holiday Affair and Christmas in Connecticut are the uh, uh, the ancestors, the forebearers of Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh, absolutely. I can totally see that. Especially anytime there's like a fake, uh, cause Christmas Connecticut, you know, she's like pretending to be engaged and pretending mm-hmm. to be this housewife and pretending. And, yeah. uh, I, and whenever you can get that dynamic in a Hallmark movie, it almost always scores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I love, it's one of my favorite tropes is yeah. the, the fake fiance. Oh, yes so good yeah i I can't ever think of a single situation where that would actually happen but i love it it's hilarious hi mom and dad here's my fake yeah here's my fiance that i've never talked about before but here you go it's so hard to see how it would work now too because of social media like how would you bring in this fake dude everyone posts what they ate for breakfast of course you would have pictures of the guy you'd been seeing that's true that's that yeah. hallmark tackle that next for me Show me a <laughs> modern day fake fiance that you i don't know catfished parents yeah i mean you should you're just forced to set it in the 90s i don't know there you go yeah the big the big thing i do wish that hallmark would do a little bit more whimsy than they are currently doing they're mm-hmm. they kind of last year especially they were kind of in the uh workplace comedy slash party planning 
yeah mode which is fine and i enjoy but it's nice to have santa appear occasionally every Mm -hmm. now and then (laughs) yeah it's christmas i can suspend my disbelief i mean my favorite my two favorites last year were actually on lifetime shockingly Mm -hmm. enough because i loved christmas perfection which uh was kind of a groundhog day kind of Mm -hmm. uh thing with the girl waking up every day and she's in this uh perfect irish christmas village uh-huh. And it was, I thought, very funny, very hilarious. When uh, whenever she tries to swear in Perfect Christmas Land, it comes out as uh, as Christmas words. Like she'll she'll be like frosted fruit cake. <laughs> she <just can't. laughs> She's like you oh, stocking stuffer, which I thought was so funny. I was dying. And uh, but that one was really good. And then I also really liked one called Christmas Pen Pals yes okay i saw that one. Oh, you did wasn't it great yes that was, was so, so cute and i think they should just keep doing one every year because you could have just uh, you could have i love this idea of a whole town doing pen pals pen pals for christmas it's the yeah. cutest idea ever you could just keep doing them and have different people i think people. it's so sweet yeah it was i so really like that good. one i really liked the cast of that one yeah. too everyone was great mm-hmm I get excited anytime I see Michael Gross in something because I just oh adore gosh. him. So good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone's he was TV great. dad. I loved, yeah, all the, all the little pen pal relationships were so good. Yeah. Oh. And then the ending was so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you gave the, you gave it to Daniel and I was just, I loved, I had never seen that Sarah Drew, Drew, I think it is Sarah Drew. Anyway, I'd never seen her before because I don't watch Grey's Anatomy anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought she was the best. She did great. Mm -hmm. She was really, really wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you you have any other uh, Hallmark movies that uh, that you particularly like or tropes that you particularly like? Last year, I ended up watching so many of the Netflix ones, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of them originally were Hallmark movies, I believe, right. and then they made the transition over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I love like a bad Christmas movie too, you know, mm-hmm. like that that uh, Christmas Princess Switch or whatever that one yeah. was with yeah. Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. I was all about. I loved that. that. that I loved fun. the Advent Calendar. Um, mm-hmm. Especially I like the guy in that. I'd never seen him before. Yes, he was, he was great. Mm-hmm. He was so great. And I love that the um the kind of crummy love interest in Advent Calendar, mm-hmm. all she had to do was be like, yeah, we don't work out. And he's like, yeah, yeah. we don't. Good. <laughs> Thanks yeah. so much. That's oh, true. The, the bad men of business in these movies can be so fun. I love, yeah. I love <laughs> They can like, be so over the top yeah. and sinister. And this one just, they they didn't mesh well and it was yeah we shouldn't date all right cool well have a great night all right bye yeah yeah. and that was so refreshing (laughs) or they'll usually dump the the leading lady for (laughs) most ridiculous yeah uh one last year this was for fall harvest uh was uh uh he he had just been this was in love struck a movie called love struck cafe and this guy this actor we really like casey manderson he usually plays some version of the bad men of business and mm-hmm. he had just gotten named the uh <laughs> the was the the bachelor lawyer the top three bachelor lawyer of chicago or something like that <laughs> he, was, he let the <laughs> he let the power go to his head <laughs> yes. he dumps her and uh and you know then of course there's always the uh the the, the homegrown high school boyfriend that, yeah when she comes back that uh isn't isn't a bad man of business so yeah 
he's just love, sweet and he still takes care of his mom or something right. like that and you're like oh just give him a chance runs oh, the diner slash this. farm slash yeah. uh, he's a yeah. volunteer fireman right. you know something like, like that like, like paul green usually yeah. <laughs> usually they have like five to seven jobs <laughs> yeah oh yeah. i just helped my mom out with the store and i work at the farm and and volunteer <laughs> firefighter that's right i love exactly. it exactly so oh fun. my my friend was in one last year that's super cute that's on amazon uh-huh. uh shoelaces for christmas uh-huh. it's so adorable it's yeah. just uh the story of a kind of stuck-up girl which I mean, there's a there's a moment where you go, mm, I don't know if she's gonna yeah, be able to make that she, turn. She was a lot, yeah. In that movie, right? The whole I like, was like Whoa. Uh, we kept we watched it together, and I just kept teasing her, and I was like, oh my gosh, you are ridiculous, yeah. mom. I know you have cancer, but what about our Christmas party? Yeah, yeah you're gonna ruin it, all my friends. Oh. And it's it's so funny just because Mia Tapalian is the sweetest human being in the world. And so the whole time you're watching that first act, I would just like stare at her and be like, Mia, why are you so horrible? <laughs> yeah. But I love yeah. in that movie that like as she gets kinder, she starts, mm-hmm. she like dresses more subdued and it's they true. ease it with the makeup and you see this physical transformation going down too. It just, oh. Uh, it that's kills true. me but that's also you know i'm i'm super into it cuz it's my best friend and sure. i'm just laughing at you know no it did have playing a, nice a high school yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah i was just like oh, i'm so glad i don't have any teenagers right i'm so glad oh my Oof. gosh Oof. any teenagers listening don't be like <laughs> yeah <laughs> because it's yeah i mean Woo. Uh, but uh, but no, don't be mad when you can't go to Paris because mom has cancer. Like, right. that's, <laughs> Anytime that's you're lot. tempted to say, uh, "How do you? Why did you get cancer?" That's a, a bad line of thought. Yeah, yeah. that's not a thought. strong opening argument. As <laughs> <laughs> the uh, this has been the year for like really manipulative dog movies for yes. some reason. I oh don't understand goodness. why. But uh, in the uh, dog's journey i think it was the second one mm-hmm. uh when one in it's the one where the dog keeps dying coming back to life yeah which is a horrible premise and i don't know how it got a sequel but <laughs> nevertheless um and one of the lives uh the the one of the guys spoiler alert gets cancer one of the humans and and his horrible girlfriend uh who is of course not our leading person that we want him to her him to be with anyway uh he gets cancer and her response is uh, you know i hate hospitals oh my god <laughs> and i was just dying laughing I'm like, what is she is he dating cruella Deville? like what is going on like that's not a normal thing to say i hate hospitals and i'm gonna make a coat out of your golden retriever that's right oh my god so funny wow (laughs) yeah not my favorite movie i'm gonna have to be like mia there's a there's a villain worse than you (laughs) (laughs) but uh but yeah (laughs) but that it it did have a it did have a very sweet message in the end so that was that was fun but uh but yeah i mean i feel like that's the thing with these movies almost always there's a few that really take me to a dark place and i and i say it um but for the most part you can find something happy to say about almost any of them they're just 
they're just fun they're just trying to make people happy mm-hmm. you know <laughs> they're they're uh you can't be too critical of something that's just there to just trying to entertain you you know i don't know exactly and it's uh, it's just they're fun yeah. it's uh, i i've talked about this before on other shows uh my husband's concept of the tombstone pizza of a movie mm-hmm. you know it's not the best version of something always but it's still fun and it's yeah. still what you wanted ultimately right yeah yeah and i always try to judge something for what it it's trying to be like i'm not looking at uh, these movies in the same lens as i'm looking at the latest daniel day lewis film you know like they're totally different Uh, but uh but uh, yeah i don't know it's 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 an interesting thing but so we like to end our interviews with some fun silly questions so all right i'm gonna give you the holiday edition and (laughs) (laughs) so first question what is your favorite holiday drink eggnog spiked Nice. Ooh, or or homemade fireball whiskey oh yeah <laughs> homemade huh yeah i do <laughs> a i do a mean fire whiskey that sounds intense mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we good. don't mess around in this house yeah yeah okay <laughs> um so what is your favorite holiday cookie or treat oh sugar cookies or italian wedding cookies i love italian wedding cookies so good you yeah very good um okay what is your favorite christmas song or carol Ooh, oh golly I um i i really like this is so silly i really like the god rest you merry gentlemen uh mm-hmm. song that's done by bare naked ladies yes <laughs> i love that yeah. one mm-hmm. they are great uh, well i guess now they <gasps> they they're they're not the same as they once were but when yeah. i saw them uh they were so great live was, they're so fun and they've got a great the, christmas album mm-hmm. yeah it's really good um okay uh what is your favorite christmas movie we kind of talked a little bit about Ooh, i think the ultimate favorite christmas movie that i watch constantly is i i, I I'm going to sound like such a sellout. Elf. Elf is so mm, good. Yeah. Also, I would categorize Kiss Kiss Bang Bang as a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that one's amazing if y'all haven't seen it. Right. It's, it's not, not, not Hallmark friendly. It's not uh, Hallmark friendly. That's going to be for the adults <laughs> when the kiddos are in bed. Right. Very good. Yes. <laughs> and, you, you know, Elf, I know a lot of people are kind of mixed on Will Ferrell, but that movie has a ton of heart and yeah. uh, it's it i think it's really really funny i kind of feel like mm-hmm. elf and enchanted are basically the same movie oh absolutely yeah yeah i 100 <laughs> buy into yeah. that yeah they're they're and uh the only the only great mystery of elf is why do they have a shower at macy's that's my only yeah. major question i was concerned about that too <laughs> yeah so all right what is your favorite holiday tradition to do every year oh we do the feast of seven fish uh so that is an italian tradition in which uh italians we we uh fast during the holidays but because we're italians it's not real fasting it's just like well we won't eat red meat i guess (laughs) and so it's seven courses of seafood and it's seven because of the seven sacraments or Uh some people do 13 uh for for something else (laughs) (laughs) We do seven for the uh, sacraments. And so it's just seven courses of seafood. We usually have about 40 people that we feed. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a big to do because most of us here in LA, it's hard for us to get back to our, our hometowns. Yeah. I'm from Texas. Logan's from Nebraska. Most of our friends are Nebraskans and, uh, and it's really, really lucrative to stick around LA for the holidays since most things shut down. But when there's that random job, we're here to get it, you know? Yeah. Uh, So we kind of do, uh, this, this big feast for everyone that we started calling Oliver Twistmas where, uh, you know, we feed everyone and we all have drinks and we, we play games and watch movies and it's amazing. Yeah. That sounds so fun. I love that. Yeah. It's a good time. It, it, I mean, especially Thanksgiving, it's, it's hard. My parents now live close to me, but they didn't always. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was impossible sometimes just to get home for Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. Uh, So, you know, you kind of try to do a Friendsgiving. Exactly. (laughs) It's fun. And so that's really cool. Great. Um, so what's a memorable Christmas gift you've either like given or received? Ooh, golly. Okay. Given or received, given or received. Um, I want to say something that I've given so that I sound cool and thoughtful, but I'm blanking. So <laughs> did you have my, a Red Rider BB gun kind of moment no, as a kid? Oh, you got what my, you really wanted? My dad. So every year, cause I thought I was so clever. I would do a Lucy Van Pelt Christmas letter that said, all I really want is real estate. Mm-hmm. And then I'd also add on there that I wanted a pony right. and was just, oh, I'm a comedic genius. I'm the funniest <laughs> five-year-old in the world. And so one year my dad made me a horse stable and he got me a whole bunch of plastic horses that filled the stable. And it was just Aww. the sweetest thing. That's and, and he gave me a fake deed so that I owned the, the real estate. That's really cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of it reminds me of my my dad was pretty creative with gift giving and and uh, when I turned when I turned eighteen my my mom was actually pregnant <laughs> and uh, and so and we had like lots of little ones around the house and and mm-hmm. I was just not a place that like I wanted to be I wanted to be out on my own you know away from all these babies yeah. and kids and stuff and so I was so ready to be out of the house and. So my dad wrote me on my 18th birthday a like a, a big uh, emancipation or whatever like free, to, free to, he read it the speech and he read it out I I hereby declare that Rachel is finally an adult and and, uh, and I was so excited that's uh, so cute yeah, yeah. I love that <laughs> yeah uh, so <laughs> it's it's fun and one of my favorite memories too of. Uh, uh, growing up too, is we all, we did these cooking contests, the, Mm -hmm. sometimes during the holidays, sometimes in the summer, depending on when, where we would literally spend weeks coming up with our menus and and what we were going to do. And then, uh, of course my parents could never decide who had made the best meal. Uh, Uh but (laughs) they would, they would usually give, they would give us like all a small, like a $30 under kind of a little appliance like a toaster or something like that uh-huh. and uh and that is definitely one of my most favorite memories is just like cooking Aww. with my with my siblings and and yeah. uh, uh just and just all the time spent coming up with the recipes and exactly and things and so it's it's, it's really my favorite fun. way to celebrate the holidays yeah. I, food is a love language and it's so mm-hmm. so nice when you get to do that with your family and yeah. establish traditions or carry on traditions mm-hmm. oh it's yeah. it's one of my like favorite favorite just points of the holiday yeah this is the best all right uh so which would you pick scrooge or the grinch 
Uh, the Grinch, and I'm a sellout, and I'm going to go Jim Carrey over Boris Karloff. Oh, oh controversy. I know, controversy. Yeah. yeah, at least you didn't pick the one last year. That one was... That was not very good, although not Max was really cute in it. Yeah, he was cute. Yeah, it was not my favorite. Um, nah. uh, okay, clear lights or colored? Clear, but... You can go away, you can get away with solid colors like those blue icicle lights because mm -hmm. I never had snow in Texas, so I really loved those. But yeah. the, the ones that are all mixed and mashed, eh, it looks like you're going to just try to keep it up all year. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. Um, okay, <laughs> um, so a snowball fight or, or build a snowman? Snowball fight. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Uh, are you, would you consider yourself a good gift wrapper? or not? I'm a very good gift wrapper. And that's only because I worked at a jewelry store during college and they militantly trained me to gift wrap because okay. if someone was spending all this money on yeah. a ring or whatever, it better be packaged pretty. Yeah. And they would, oh, they would send me in the back for hours and just be like, redo them. <laughs> You're like, curl the ribbon right yes. this time. <laughs> Six inches. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, so, uh, last question is mm -hmm. what is your ugliest Christmas sweater? I know you're there in California. Ooh, we do have them though. Um, I've got a nightmare before Christmas one and a Spider-Man one. Mm. Um, but the ugliest one probably is uh, a hand-me-down from Logan's family. That's just this puffy, like dark green. It's not even a Christmassy green. It's just a weird dark green. Um, that has an Iron Man, uh, Iron Dawn snowman on it with a bunch of Iron Dawn snowflakes. And it still says ho, ho, ho on it, even though there's no Santa. And, and then says, let it snow on it. Um, and it just, it looks like someone just ran to a craft store and was like, oh no, the kids have to wear sweaters today. Ah! <laughs> I love it. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> I think you need to add that to your merch store immediately. Oh, 100%. <laughs> That sounds great. Well, <laughs> this has been really fun. I really appreciate you coming on and uh, talking with us. I had a blast. And Thank you so much. <laughs> so how can people follow you on your various content and in your social media and all that fun stuff? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at actor Chris Carr. That's K-R-I-S-C-A-R-R, -R, like the crackers that you're going to have at your Christmas parties. Uh, or you can watch me on YouTube on either the John Campius Show, Tuesdays, or Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I started saying this random schedule because of Aaron booking stuff this week. So Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Or you can watch me on uh, Nerdwire, where I do essays on things like Avatar, Steven Universe, and coming soon, lots of Christmas stuff. Yay! Oh my gosh. Well, if there's anything we can do to help you in that, in that uh, area, just oh, let us yeah. know. Let us Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, this has been great. I, I'm, I'm thrilled. So thank, <laughs> thank you. And, uh, and let us know if you're listening, if you have any questions or comments about things we've talked about, we would love to hear in the comment section or on Twitter. Let's talk it out. It would be super fun. And thanks again. And it will definitely have to have you on again. Yes, please. This was amazing. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. I'd like to thank Chris for coming on the podcast. This was so much fun and make sure you guys are following all her content. She's a delight. And uh, you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of her social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So make sure to check that out and make sure you're following the podcast at Homer Keys Pod 
all of our social media and on iTunes and YouTube. If you're listening on iTunes, please give us your ratings and reviews. If you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. We sure appreciate that. And consider becoming a patron to the podcast. We so appreciate our patrons and they help us to be able to do more interviews and have more great content. And we have giveaways and all kinds of exclusives for the patrons. That's so much fun. So thanks so much again to Chris. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Hallmarkies for Hallmarkies. For more information about how you can leave your mark on Hallmarkies, visit hallmarkiespodcast.com. Link in the description.